welcome back to another episode of the Excellence Cartel. On this week's episode, we are going to cover gut health, but as always, we're going to check in with each other to see how the last seven days have been. So, Jason, I'm going to start with you. Yeah. How's the last seven days been for you? I know you traveled some. Yeah, it's been great. Um, The biggest thing, uh, you know, I've I've got some good clients in. I've got some really nice feedback from some like over 50 clients, uh, women who, you know, hit me up and asked me to basically check their labs. Um, of course, you know, being in menopause, everything was low and I just put them in touch with an HRT clinic. That's very, you know, works very well, uh, with my athletes and you know, they've already got two of them got back touch me like, Oh my God, I feel 25 years younger and better. This is actually going to help me reshape my body. And we're like, yeah, your hormones are in line now. Um, so that was good, you know, good that I was able to help. And now we're going to work on their nutrition now that a doctor has everything else, um, in line. Um, I did travel to Colorado with Vince. Um, we are starting to go around and just forming a little team together that helps educate coaches. And we were brought out by Atlas Nutrition Group. They have about 10 coaches. So we were in Fort Collins, Colorado, which was really cool. Um, and uh, the presentations went great. I think they, they learned a lot. They were a really sharp group. And uh, uh, we left there on a very positive, positive note. So very cool trip all around. Um, just brought on IFBB Pro today, a male bodybuilder. So I'm really excited about that one. Um, Can you say who? Uh, I don't really like to do that. You'll see pictures as things go. I'm just not really, you know, I'm not a name dropper like, like, like all the other yeah, coaches. Yeah, name dropping clients. Like, but, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to work with them, and um, that'll be cool too. So all in all, man, I'm busy as hell, but things are awesome. So. so you finally progressed from master bikini coach to where men will right. actually trust right. you with their physique. There, yeah, oh, okay. Right. All right. right. I just yeah. want to make sure I'm still, I, I don't still know how to coach that. men, you know, because I look like shit and I can't get better. So you know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's why I threw it up because I, oh, right. God, I remember all that shit. But anyway, that's a good humor. Sue, how are you doing? You seem chipper as always. Uh, I'm great, man. You know, business is picking up. You know, I, I signed uh, two more over the weekend with uh, two more to go that reached out. Um, a former client came back. Stay right well. there on the mic. Right here? Yeah, you were fading too much. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. So I said, you know, sign two, two more uh, that I'm working on. Um, then one former client came back. So, um, you know, it's a good uptick. And uh, other than that, you know, I'm working, you know, I told you guys I'm done with my presentation. Yep. Um, for the, uh, the next PEC. I'm really excited to give this one because, you know, we're going to be talking about, you know, menopause, you know, the, the cyber issues, the, um, what else is there? Metcomp and diabetes. So I'm presenting four case studies. I had eight, but it was too long. So yeah, I think that's better. But yeah. you know, this is a nice step up in progression for like technicality for you, right? On your presentation. So I think that's a yeah. good. I think it's a good step. Yeah. So other than that, you know, you know, status quo, but you know, just just trucking along. You know, feeling positive. Good deal. That's tight. Yeah, for me, for my presentation, like HRV is really complex. So I'm just trying it to is. drop as much shit to get everyone kind of get their minds wrapped around it. And then I might do like a deeper dive part two if Jason's got a deeper dive for like cortisol that him and I could combine to make yeah. it work. So, um, but I am going to talk about the microdosing. I'm going to do it. I, I'm going to get into some of that because I believe in it. So, I mean, the data exists. Jay and I and, you know, others yep. who I've talked to just, there so why not talk about it you know that's how all the cool stuff is that's why i like being a coach we get it's like outlaw medicine to some degree you know that's how i feel (laughs) but um my week's been cool um i really have nothing really new or exciting to report my end it's just uh i've been writing more um i actually 
am stepping away from coaching Wednesday night. So I'll only be in the gym Monday and Thursday nights. Dylan's, mm. uh, my assistant's going to do it for me. So that way I can be on um, intense muscle uh, on that roundtable expert group. That way I can do some writings for my website. So I'm trying to crank out like uh, one to two pieces a month. Like good quality stuff, you know, at least, you know, 12, 13. Oh, I thought you were talking about for your book. Yeah, well, I'm actually working on that. That's close to an end. I've got a few more things to do. Yeah, I look about anywhere between 100 to 150 pages, maybe a little bit more. Are you going to use like the publishing through Amazon where like... Yeah, I'm going to do that, man. I think so too. The money I raise for that, I'm just going to put towards building my charity that I want to build. Yeah, I would put it on there because like uh, Gorman was telling us, like you can buy the book yourself for like $4 and 38 cents and then sell it for whatever you want yep. on your websites now then, or, but they, people can buy it right through Amazon and you still make money. You just don't make as much, but it's almost a no brainer. Yeah, no, I want to do it. And I'm, like I said, you know, I'm very lucky and blessed with what I get to do professionally and the money I make to be able to do it. So I've always wanted to do a foundation, do like my angel tree every year for OI kids that you guys have helped me with, you know, buying gifts for those kids. So I think I'm just going to take the money from that and just put it in there. And I know Thera will help me create even those one more fucking thing I'm going to put on her. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, Hey, she's, she's my right. Any smart person can set up a 501 C three, but the document is like 55 pages long. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So I got. It was the first thing I had to do when I became in-house counsel as an attorney. He's like, "I have this idea for a charity. Make it a five hundred one c three." And I'm like, "Okay." (laughs) (laughs) Google time. (laughs) And then this document I printed out, and it just kept going and going and going. (laughs) That law degree was like real nice at that time, wasn't it? Like, I don't even know what to do. Got to go to Google. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, with that said, we're gonna kick it off with some gut health. So. Gut health encompasses a lot of things. And that's what we were talking about on uh, before we went to record this live. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of break it down basically and then kind of shoot it out from there. Um, we're not going to cover SIBO in depth. We'll go over some little stuff about it, some other things, but we're going to probably have to do those for later episodes where we can actually go over case studies and things like that. So with that being said, what most everyone referring to is with our gut health is you have a second brain. Uh, it's known as your enteric nervous system. Um, and it communicates through the vagus nerve to your brain about what's going on in your stomach. So your stomach's got a microbiome and it's, it's full of all these good bugs and bad bugs. And all day long, your stomach's figuring out what's good and what's bad and, and working accordingly. Now, over time, through things such as stress or high processed foods or uh, proton pump inhibitors like um, Prilosec or things like that, you could get little tears um, in your mucosal wall. And that's what your stomach is. It's like a giant snot wall. It's not meant to be permeated, but it is. So these junctions, which hold it real tight together, can get little holes in there. And then what happens is something known as liposaccharides, which is dead bacteria, leaks into your bloodstream, and that causes low-grade inflammation. And then you have something known as leaky gut. Um, But inside your cells, I talked about this in the first piece. You have a couple of things which are cool in your stomach lining, uh, a few cells in your stomach lining, should I say. One's your intercomophin cells, and those produce over 95% of your serotonin cells. And then you have something known as parietal cells, which those, both those together actually help create hydrochloric acid. Hydrochloric acid's a huge thing for gut health because that's what's killing bacteria. That's what's keeping your digestion moving and so forth. I'll let the guys kind of get in a little bit of that. But there's something I do want to bring up, which is, it's starting to, I think you'll see some new literature coming this way. It's called motor migrating motor complex, the MMC. And I talked about this and you want to think of them as uh, street sweepers. So like, um, 
when your stomach is empty, it goes in and cleans up your stomach and kind of gets everything going. And there's actually been studies now linking an impaired MMC to obesity. So that's why intermittent fasting is kind of becoming some of the rage. You know, they're all talking about the gut health. Well, that's why. And you're not just piling food on top of food if you've got Right. You're giving it time to process and, you know, rest, you know. Exactly. But the one thing to take away from this little synopsis here is the moment you start eating, the body's goal is to go to the exit point. It is not to back up anywhere. And that's where the problems are getting with everyone's gut health. So with that being said, where do you guys want to go from here now that we've kind of go over a little bit of the of leaky gut and how it happens? And, well, uh, where I we mean, go? since you brought up leaky gut, I mean, it's one of the more complex situations. Um, you know, what does, what are the problems that leads to in the body is autoimmune, you know, disease where um, a lot of times that can turn on situations where, you know, the body will attack its own thyroid or, you know, there's tons of autoimmunity um, issues. There's, there's rheumatoid arthritis. There's a lot of different things. Um, but, you know, if you see Hashimoto's, that's an autoimmune and you know that there's usually some leaky gut issues. So when you have leaky gut, you know, there's, there's other things that then transpire in the body. And um, the big thing is to then kind of re, uh, reinforce that mucosal lining. Um, so some things I do for that are like zinc carnosine uh, helps rebuild that. Um, you got to get the inflammation down. Um, so, you know, you can use some glutamine and, you know, curcumin and there's different little, you know, tricks to, to bring that down along with like changing diet to like low oxalates or low FODMAPs, removing dairy. Um, so you, you want to get the inflammation down, but also rebuild that mucosal lining. Um, so, you know, those are just some things that you want to watch for if you think, you know, you're suffering from that type of leaky gut. Um, but you know, most of my people, I don't know that they all, you know, that leaky gut is as big of a deal. It's just literally you get a lot of bloat, constipation, pain, um, and things like that is what most I see on my MSQ. Um, so, you know, for me, I'm usually, you know, adding a pancreatin enzyme first. Um, that's going to help with the digestion of carbs, proteins. Um, I'm adding usually hydrochloric, like betaine hydrochloric. Um, that's going to help move the protein on a little better. It does still help with proteins and fats, but it, it, it'll help the protein not sit. And then, you know, if someone's really seemingly like they just have a really blocked up gut, ox bile then will help with fats digestion. And so now you just add a probiotic in, and I usually have really good luck if I'm just dealing with your general bloat, constipation issues. So I've pulled out, you know, low FODMAPs, gluten, um, maybe just done a low oxalate diet one or the other. Some people do like a modified Mediterranean that'll work too. And then I supplement with uh, the few of those supplements, the pancreatin enzymes, the betaine we have utilized uh, with new ethics. So I'll use that. But those are just some of like the main things that you can do um, right off the bat, you know, and then, you know, you could deal with SIBO, but like we kind of decided that's like its own show. So that's like where your microbiome is just out of, out of whack, but we're not going to like go into like all the procedures to fix that t- today. Yeah, uh, that but that's take- just kind of a little background of what I deal with most uh, gut, gut wise. Hmm. Jeff, what about you? What well, you I want to back up just, just a little bit um, before we get into anything else. For back it up, the baby. General, <laughs> the general population listeners, I want everyone to sort of just think about like the gut and how important it is. Like, a lot of people don't realize that it is like the entry point for everything. Like when you take, when you eat, right, you put food in your mouth and it goes down your, your esophagus into your stomach and it's processed by the gut. 
when you take medicine, you ingest it through your mouth and then it's like digested and it's spread out through your body. Everything is processed through the gut. So when you are dealing with some sort of like hormonal issue, a thyroid issue, an inflammation issue, an insulin sensitivity issue, you can't lose weight. Like it all begins with the gut. Like the more and more that like, like me as a coach, like, you know, started digging into this stuff, like, you know, a couple of years ago, or maybe even last year, I didn't even know as much as I do now about the gut. So what I've learned and what I've seen with clients is that if you don't have good gut health, you can't fix any of the other stuff. So that's how important it is. Um, in terms of what I've seen, like I have a couple of clients right now that I'm working with with gut health issues. Some of them do have the, the, uh, the small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which is what SIBO stands for. Um, and others just are bloated. So what I like to do, like what Jason said is, you know, low FODMAP, no dairy, um, no gluten. I'll oftentimes just do like white fish and like egg whites. Um, probably not even whey because whey, um, you know, would cause some bloating in some people. Um, I limit vegetables. Um, so, you know, I like to do baby spinach a lot and carbs, you know, I stick with like cream of rice and rice and white potato. And so I put people on like a very like basic diet. And I work them up from there and I'll throw supplements in like the, the BT and hydrochloric pepsin, um, you know, ox bile, which I forgot about. Ox bile is like a really funny supplement. Um, but yeah, that's what, that's why I was. How so? Elaborate. It's just like when I first, I, I think like Jason, I don't think I learned, I think I learned that from Boston Lloyd. I know you guys don't like Boston Lloyd, but I think he taught me about ox bile. And I was just like, this is the funniest sounding supplement. Like, it's like, like bile from like oxes, like what, you know? So it's just like a funny, like name that I thought. Jason had me using it years ago and then I just progressed over. Now I just use utilize. Um, I will say though, even people with leaky gut and stuff I've had, they tolerate Jason's isoperfect pretty well. Correct. Um, Cause it's only got five ingredients in it. I've actually not had issues with that, especially with the guys who've got issues where I've got to like you know, they're just not going to eat all the chicken that they need to and everything else. I'm like, if you want to spend the money, this is the Ferrari. So go drive the Ferrari. You know, some people even have trouble with egg whites though. You know, I'll say that. I can't do it. My stomach can't take egg whites. Yeah. If I do, I'm cleaning out like, yeah, it's not good. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'd be embarrassed if I was walking, like something slipped out and everyone's going to know it was me because okay. I'm like the big guy. So they're going to be like, it's that little midget right there. Um, <laughs> All right. So now that we kind of covered some of that, I think it's very important for our listeners to also understand that when we talk in all the previous episodes, things as estrogen dominance and thyroid and other things we've gone down, stress, cortisol, a lot of that, 99% of it starts in the gut. Like, you know, when you start addressing those problems, you, you know, with thyroid and other stuff, you could bet nine out of 10 times that the gut's off. So with that being said, um, Jason, um, let's elaborate a little bit on the gut and estrogen dominance and kind of how ladies can get there and men too. Um, I don't know if we need to go through the aromatase pathway, but we can always talk about like, uh, when gut health gets bad and then how the sex hormones change because of it. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I this goes back to what Jeff Sue was saying. Um, my, one of my first steps in like fixing just kind of hormonal dysfunction is, is fixing the gut first and analyzing what's going on there. Um, so you know, when your gut's off and your body's inflamed, highly inflamed, we do notice that, you know, we see a lot more estrogen dominance um, involved in the situation. And 
you know, when hormones, it's kind of hard to know, like, what's the chicken in the egg? Like, you know, was the hormones off? And then because they're out of balance, then, you know, you get things like SIBO and, you know, just microbiome that's kind of disturbed or was the microbiome first kind of messed up from stress. And then that caused, you know, the hormone cascade. Um, sometimes I really don't know the full answer to that. Um, but I, I do know that if you fix the problems with the digestive tract first, um, and I usually also get the liver flushing because as different things die off, you know, if you decide you have to run some sort of supplement that does cause die off like candy back to NBR from, um, from uh, metagenics, something like that to address, you want the liver cleansing. So, you know, I don't know, maybe Jeff or one of you all know the direct answer, which comes first, but I'll be honest with you, I think it could happen either way. You can have dysfunctioned hormones and when that estrogen gets dominant, that sends signals to mess up, you know, the, the microbiome. But I also believe that due to stress and betaine lowering and things like that, you can have a microbiome that, that overgrows and that can cause hormonal cascadal problems. So I think it can go either direction. Um, and I really don't always know the chicken or the egg, but I just start with the gut and it seems to help. Then I can treat the hormones. It's definitely a chicken and the egg thing. But I think like if you just start with the gut, I think that's a safe bet. So like if you have messed up digestion, like you can do that stomach acid test that we've talked about before from seven systems. And I've had many of my clients do this already. And that's one fourth teaspoon of baking soda mixed into five ounces of cold water and you drink it and you sit and you wait to see how long it takes to burp. If you produce a burp in, you know, like seconds, you could have high stomach acid. If it takes you five minutes or more, low stomach acid. A normal time frame would be around one to two minutes after you drink it to burp. And obviously, like if you have low stomach acid, you're not properly digesting a lot of food. So a lot no, of stuff sitting. ferment. And that's what ferment. causes the bad bugs. Yep. Um, but back to the estrogen thing, the one thing I want to say here is that you know, estrogen, you know, made in your ovaries, it circulates, right? And it goes to your liver. And this thing, this thing called um called conjugation and there's like some acid that it's like bound to and that gets like taken to the liver and put into the bile and then it makes its way out into your stool so the gut has like a like a control process in estrogen metabolism so it affects like the number the amount of estrogen that's like recirculated into your system versus excreted in your bowels so there's bad gut bacteria that produce an enzyme that reverses the, the um, process where it's bound to that acid. It's called um, uh, beta-glucuronidase. Uh, okay? You guys can look this up if you want, the listeners. And so it, it kind of reverses this uh, hepatic detoxification. And so you get more estrogen in your body, um, and that causes the estrogen dominance. I, I agree with that. Um, and, you know, if for our listeners out there who think they might have, you know, some hormonal issues and they know they have digestion issues, just starting at digestion with some of the simple things we've already suggested can help push along to get hormonal balance back. So, you know, I was, I was bad about this too, till about five years ago, I, I walked around bloated and just kind of ate what I, not ate what I wanted in terms of anything, but I would pound, you know, artificial sweeteners and all these things that I knew were probably bothering me, but I just wanted to be stubborn, I guess. And once I really kind of sat down and, and, and took note and only ate the foods that worked best for me and supported my pancreatin enzymes and betaines and, you know, my hydrochloric acid, everything kind of fell into place for me. So 
you know, it truly is the second, you know, the guts, the second brain. So, um, you know, I think, I think if we can beef up maybe a few more things that people can do to kind of get their, their digestion back on track, that's probably the best thing to go here. Unless you had another direction you wanted to go, Jeff Black. No, I just agree with you guys. Pretty much, you know, liver, you know, got in the uh, gut, usually stress. I don't know. I've noticed this trend. I've gotten six met comp girls lately, probably past 30 days. And every single one of them did CrossFit within three years. And mm-hmm. every single one of them had gut issues that started. Yeah. And then that's where it triggered, you know, spilled over. So um, if you're doing any kind of high intensity workouts like spin or any of those and you start having gut problems, then that's a sure sign you need to stop drop, drop those stressors and start changing out before you go to a real big hormonal uh, imbalance, which is where it, once it gets there, it's a good six months or a year cleanup. Right. <clears throat> what I've seen to get everything going back online. Right. We're uh, coming out soon with new ethics, that gut defender product, which is going to have the liver detox and um, the, uh, the bad bug, pretty much astringent killer, however you want to say it um, in one. So now, it'll make treating SIBO. Yeah, you could still use Metapure because uh, the the main driver in the gut defender is uh, um which mm-hmm. is like milk thistle. But and it works. It looks works solid. But if you wanted to really, you know, really ensure you're opening up those pathways, you could certainly still hit with Metapure. Um, but we're just saying we built a two-in-one product that you mm. could just use the gut defender. And then probably, like I said, we'll have someone add interface, um, which is uh, just basically takes care of biofilm too. But once that comes out, you'll be able to treat like SIBO issues a lot easier from a practitioner standpoint without having to throw like eight different supplements at them, which is going to be really nice. Yeah, no, but, that'd be really uh, you know, nice. But, but, you know, so, so even if someone's not sure they have like a SIBO issue, they'll, they'll be able to use our gut defender product. And I think that along with, you know, supporting – pancreatin enzymes you know supporting hydrochloric um and then your your bios man i think you're gonna have a really quick way to heal most gut problems and that's gonna be our our aim i think that'll be great for coaches that's why you guys are the coaches brand yeah yeah i mean we're trying you know you got it we're finding you know problems and, and giving easier solutions for the practitioners what we're trying to do will you give me a new ethics shirt on the back of it says coach pappy <laughs> I want new ethics. I think that'd be cool. Uh, new, we are bringing a new ethics sweatshirt out. It says built on the inside and out. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm down to sport it. Um, yeah. Sue, I'm going to put you on the spot. One of your um, case studies involving, do you have one on just basic gut health or were they pretty deep that you could delve into why I talked for a second so you could pull it up? I didn't know if you wanted to go uh, how we would do a basic. So a woman, we'll say a woman competitor, comes to you or a woman, well, you say actually 40 year old Mrs. Jones comes to you. She's got usual gut problems. How would you kind of go about sorting those out? And what would you kind of do as a basic frontline? Like nothing too in depth, like a basic one protocol. And then I'll just kind of talk for a second while I do that. Oh, well, I mean, do you want me to talk right now? I can. Sure. I mean, if you, I didn't know if you needed a minute. It was me. No, no, I I know. I I have this stuff up here, man. Uh, I'm like you. I'm like, like a computer, man. Come on. I know it comes out. I mean, but I can, yeah, I, I can call up my, my presentation. I don't want to give away all my, my presentation because, you know, people have to go to the PC to, to well, absolutely. The- but, um, a basic little, uh, synopsis might not hurt. So that way they can understand how we're lining it up. Okay. So if it's, if it's this, um, SIBO or SIBO, however you pronounce it, Jason pronounced it SIBO, right? Um, but either way you can get a test done to confirm that. And it's called a lactulose test. 
And basically what that is, is a, a synthetic sugar. And you can go to a, uh, a gastroenterologist or a, a gut health doctor, basically. And um, this is a, a medical procedure where they have you drink this, this uh, sugar and um, you breathe into a device um, for a long period of time, actually, the, you know, on, um, I think it was on Johns Hopkins, I read that it's every 15 minutes over the course of three hours. Um, and there are at home testing kits available, but they're less accurate uh, from what I've researched. But basically, the test will determine whether you have a methane dominant SIBO uh, or a hydrogen dominant SIBO. And those are uh, differences in the gases that are produced by the bacteria. So one fun fact about the two is that hydrogen dominant uh, SIBO, you will have uh, symptoms of diarrhea and methane dominant, it's chronic and severe constipation. So without having to do that test, if you suffer from diarrhea or constipation, if you're more so one or the other, you can sort of tell what you have. So that's how you can rule it out if you have this or not. And the course of treatment uh, medically would be to give you an antibiotic and it's called rifamaxin. Um, in terms of like holistic ways of treating it, basically what we would do, um, I would first start with a stomach acid test, see if it's a digestion issue. And if it is, I would supplement with something like Utilize. So that's the betaine and the pepsin to help digestion. I would do a low FODMAP. I would do, eliminate dairy, gluten, red meat, poultry. Um, and I would start with something really, really bland uh, and work off of that and reintroduce foods. I would obviously cut out alcohol. I would cut out all artificial sweeteners because those obviously can uh, worsen uh, bad bacteria. Um, and then from there, there are supplements to use. Like Jason mentioned, the candy bactin. There's a BR and an AR, and this is made by Metagenics. One of them is berberine based and berberine is a substance that is an anti that is found in many antimicrobial yep. herbs. Okay. And the other one is oregano oil. So if you use the two together, they're a good combination um, to um, get rid of the bad, get bad gut bacteria. Um, and then Jason, you told me about this, something called a biofilm remover. I forget the exact brand off the top of my head, but biofilm is basically like this substance that the bacteria secrete in your gut, which allows them to like stick and live and colonize. So you want to get rid of that too. So that's basically a, a top level approach of where I would start. Yeah, that's pretty solid. No, that's in depth as shit. What the three of us do. So that was good stuff. Now, real quick, I want to circle into one thing you said. You talked about alcohol and I know it's rough guys to have to give up that bottle of wine on the weekend or whatever, but alcohol does a few things. You know, you, as I go back to the mucosal wall that your stomach is that lining alcohol will actually permeate that wall and that will cause leaky gut and it will also cause estrogen levels to increase. So what's your guys' stance line? If you guys get like just your lifestyle clients, you know, um, how long do you make them abstain from alcohol or is it just kind of like, Hey, you, you just got to do this until we're healed up. Or is it maybe one or two drinks a week? How do you guys approach that? If it's SIBO, I mean, I run a full eight week program and it's just out the whole time. Um, okay. and, you know, I want to make sure that it's, it's gone. If they just have like, you know, the run of the mill, like gut issues where they just need a little extra support. Like we talked about early in the show. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I might only pull it for, you know, maybe a month and then let's put it back when they feel like everything's digestion, they're pooping daily. It's, firm, you know, solid, um, you know, no, no bloat, no real gas. I mean, I let them go ahead and see if it's fine. And usually 
one or two glasses a week is not going to cause any problems. Yep. It's when they start going beyond and beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. That becomes the issues. Yeah. I mean, they can't go back to daily. Um, a lot of times you'll get a general client that, you know, they, they tell you they enjoy one or two glasses a night. It's probably not going to be able to go back to that situation. Um, plus, you know, if they're already trying to build a better body, that's just not going to be conducive, but they can certainly bring it back in. Like I said, if it's just run of the mill, like gut issues that need support within a month, I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sue, what about you? What's your take on that? If it's a severe case and they've been to like the GI doctor and everything like that, I'm going to say remove the alcohol completely. It's just not doing you any good. If it's a light case, I personally go two weeks without it. And then I let them have one drink per week. Yeah. I'm like there. I have a lot of musicians I coach from being in Nashville and you know, <clears throat> part of their job is just PR and stuff like that. So I'm like, look, we, I don't care, you know, like uh, vodka and water look the same. So um, yeah. you know, if that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. But um, that's also true. And alcohol also, you know, because that leaky gut again, it gets to your thyroid and everything else. And that just causes, causes a shit show. Um, so that's what we're trying to say. You know, that can be, we're not telling you to stop, not have fun. Is that there's a reason for it. And if you want to fix the reason, you know, fix it. Yeah. And this is really important for anyone who's like, maybe like if you're a female over the age of 40 and, you know, at that time, what I find with a lot of my gen pop clients is that at that time, you know, you're well-established, you have the money to travel, you know, your kids are like moving out of the house and all that. And you want to have some fun. Um, and you want to drink, you know, that's, it's, it's like, it goes hand in hand. And coincidentally, a lot of those women also have gut issues or they have estrogen dominance or they're going through perimenopause. They are overweight and dealing with insulin resistance. So it's almost like the perfect mix, perfect storm of like, you really want to do this, but you really can't do it either. So it's tough as a coach to sort of convince them to, to not drink and not, you know, you know, go on these vacations and like, just come back like completely like trashed, you know? <laughs> yeah. I've seen vacations ruin, um, SIBO protocols. I mean, yeah. I was in one six weeks, uh, into it and she'd been fine yeah. and she went on vacation, just kind of threw caution to the wind, came back. And, uh, I really had a hell of a time getting it back under order. Like it was worse than she the left. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was bad. It, it, so a week of just really hardcore boozing and bad foods when you're not finished with a protocol can really throw things off, but it can also, you know, set you back on IBS and all kinds of yeah. other, other issues and that, you know, take time to make dormant. So. And that's something that, um, I think you, you and I were talking about, um, cutting carbs out completely in, um, these kind of GI protocols. And you yeah. had said that it's not a good idea to go completely carbless and go, right. you know, um, because of how sensitive the bad bugs can be when carbs are reintroduced. Yeah. So same thing with cheat meals and alcohol. So if you're on a protocol like this, if you're working with one of us or working with another coach or trying to do this on your own, you cut everything out and then you like Monday through Friday, then you go slam like a burger and like some beers on the weekends, expect your symptoms to be way worse because the gut bacteria are just like waiting for that. And once you give it to them, they're just like going to explode, you know? Yeah, it it really, you know, to fix a lot of digestion problems, you'd be surprised how much pulling artificial sweeteners, pulling dairy and pulling gluten helps. Like before you even have to hit them with any supplements. Like a lot of times, like our listeners who are out there who may have some gut problems, if you just start with those three steps before you even try any supplementation, you're going to feel at least probably 60% better just from those modifications. And then, you know, the rest is what we're talking about is giving that support to kind of get you to a hundred percent to where you're digesting, you know, you are what you digest, not what you eat. And so 
you know, you've got to, you really want that optimal um, situation where everything just moves through you really nicely. So, you know, sometimes you've got to just go ahead and, and, and change behaviors. Um, and some of them, like Jeff said, have to be full time, you know. Jason, do we want to get into macros at all or how you would set up a diet like high protein or low protein or whatever? Do you want to talk about that at all? Yeah, I mean, we can. Um, you know, you kind of touched on it. I mean, I don't ever when I have any gut issues, um, I don't ever pull carbs completely and go and keto. I know that that will make someone feel better immediately because, you know, um, bad, you know, things, bad bugs like candidas and, you know, all those different things will, will, um, grow better from, from carbohydrates and, and sugars. So when you, you put someone on keto, it's a, it's a, it's like throwing a bandaid on it, but you're not fixing, you're not fixing the environment. So, um, I don't do keto. Uh, the bad bugs seem to move a little bit quicker, unfortunately, than the, than the good bugs. And so you throw those carbs back in, it's kind of a race, uh, to who can get there quicker. And, um, so, you know, I generally go a little bit lower carb. Um, it might be like a, uh, 40, 30, 30, something like that. 40% protein, 30% carb, 30% fat. Um, I'm going to go more fast than I usually do for like my fat loss plans. Um, I don't want to pull carbs, but at the same time, I am going to bring them down so that it's less of a hospital uh, environment. Um, so, you know, like I said, about a 40, 30, 30, like you determine you need 1800 calories, 40% would be protein. Um, now, if I'm dealing with hormonal issues too, I usually like only one gram per pound. So, you know, trying to get the caloric needs they need, you, you know, you could put it into more fats if, um, if they have uh, hormonal issues too. And I, I just like to get the protein down to just ease the gut. So, I mean, it, it, it's hard to get every calorie you need, but you also don't, you're also trying to not balance, you're also not trying to make them fat and by putting too much fats in them. So yeah. at the bottom line is you don't want to crush them with protein because they got to digest it. And you don't want to have too high, of like a 50% carb intake because that is going to, you know, in, hinder it a bit. Um, so, you know, maybe it's even like a 30% protein, 30%, you know, carb and, and what would that leave? Um, 40%. Fat. 40%. Fat. I mean, yeah, you know, it, it's just, but I try to have the carbs lower, fats higher, and don't go crazy on protein. But I don't have a formula for it. Do you, do you um, prefer a deficit or maintenance? That's where they come to you, you know what I mean? Like, so if someone comes to you at like 1,200, I'm certainly not, you know, even if their TDE says, you know, it's 1,800 calories, I'm certainly not, you know, going to going to put them up there It'd be just too right. quick because of where the body is yep. um so you know if someone can give me a calorie range i might add 200 calories off the bat just to try to get you know the metabolism heading in the right direction for me especially if there's hormonal issues too but i'm gonna take it real slow that's um, what i do i try to yeah. go off the calories and add yeah. 250 to it yeah and if i can't get a, if they can't give me a number a lot of times i'll just say hey give me a um give me a rundown of what your your diet was the last few days and, you know, we're, we can do that pretty quick in our head, estimating, you know, oh, well, four ounces of me, you know, they had, you know, this, that. So I try to get an, a ballpark um, and then work the calories up over time as, di as digestion improves. But you got to have that biofeedback. I'm not going to just bump them every week unless they're telling me that, di you know, bloat's going away. I'm getting more regular, all those things that you're right. looking for. Yeah. I actually had a client recently who had been, who's been with me for about six weeks now. She had, and I think I, I showed you guys, um, you know, photos. And, uh, you know, she actually lost, I think it's like 11 pounds now, um, with increasing her, uh, her food over time. Oh yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, I, I posted one not long ago. She, I have her eating more food. Her arms are now lean or her legs are lean Her belly's, you know, flatter. And we had, you know, she had a full blown like SIBO situation. 
Um, so literally she's eating more than when she came to me, but it's because she's digesting more. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, you can do that once the gut starts to heal because now they're, they're utilizing the, the food and it's moving through properly. It's not fermenting, as you said, um, sitting in the, in the gut. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it usually, once this gets fixed, you can definitely feed, feed people more. I do see this sometimes with men. I have one right now, but a lot of times it's, it's more women seems to come to me with, with, uh, the gut, this like really bad gut distress. And again, I think that's just the the difference between the man's system and a woman's in that the men systems are just a little more resilient to stress. I mean, it's true. It, you know, uh, it's not fair, but, it, but it's the truth. So you don't see the, the, all the SIBO cases as much with men. You just don't see it as much. Yeah, yeah. When, I, when I see the men's SIBO case, which I've only like had two, they were very estrogen-dominant males. Mm-hmm. Like they had uh, gynecomastia yeah. and just you know, like a lot of fat on their lower back, yeah. just tons makes of it. Sense. And hips, you know, and that did make sense. It's like, okay, you know, like – and then once, you know, explain it to them, they do. But the one thing actually we need to talk about which is, um, I know as coaches, we've had this before. So I know other coaches or even people who list this proton pump inhibitors, like yeah. Yeah. Um, I put a post up a couple of weeks ago, my client, Erin, I got her off of her PPI. She'd been on it for years and that's actually increased risk for Alzheimer's mm-hmm. <laughs> being on that, um, substantial one and substantial cancer risk. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they do is when you guys, when you're having acid reflux is actually a sign that you don't have a proper amount of acid being produced correct break down your food accordingly so what that proton pump inhibitor does is it goes in there and crushes mm-hmm. hydrochloric uh acid and yeah to re- give you you get you get temporary relief yep but, of the symptoms but with the long-term detriment of your health and i wouldn't be surprised because of that because it's killing the acl which acl kills bacteria correct if you i've i've seen one case with the person that had was on ppis and had SIBO. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's relieving you at a risk for that. The other Correct. thing is PPI can works through, it tears at that uh, mucosal wall in your uh, stomach as well. It will actually permeate and cause leaky gut as well. Um, Jason, you want to throw anything out there? You're suing anything more that you guys have? Yeah, to- you know, I, I, I was going to just say, you know, so people understand, well, why are these made? And, and, and you know, they when you have – acid reflux, you obviously have a shit ton of inflammation in your stomach. So any acid that is produced as you eat, it bothers you. So at first, when you take a PPI, you're like, oh, I get relief because it's, it's crushing the acid that is still present uh, that's causing inflammation. So treating, uh, getting someone off PPI, I usually go ahead and, and, and try to address the inflammation. Uh, we do the same thing with pulling either the to low FODMAP to Mediterranean to low oxalate whatever suits you and you think will work for them that they can adhere to. Um, but I'm going to put in that zinc carnosine again to rebuild that mucosal lining. Um, and I'm actually going to put in betaine hydrochloric and actually get their body producing again. Um, and I might throw in like some glutamine or some quercetin, something or, or berberine, something that's like an anti-inflammatory, um, curcumin, which is curcumin, a, a nice form of curcumin works. And so I'm going to, I'm going to address the inflammation. I'm going to address the food they're eating. And then I'm actually going to support with hydrochloric acid. And if eventually they tell you that they start burping acid, what's happening is their, their body's starting to re to produce it again more as you're pulling that PPI back. So then you just got to pull back the betaine hydrochloric a little bit, but that's really in a nutshell, how you kind of pull someone off of those over time 
Um, and I just, I titrate the PPI backwards and you cut it in half for a week, then cut that in half for a week and then cut that in half. And then, you know, by the fourth week, you got your, your betaines cranking, you've got your, your, um, your zinc carnosine rebuilding lining, you've got your curcumin creep bringing inflammation down and you're on the proper foods that work for you. So it all works together and, um, helps solve, um, that, that problem. So why, why do you have clients titrate? Um, because I don't want to put them completely right off of the PPI, um, and then have mm-hmm. a huge flood of, of betaine uh, or stomach acid. You know, I don't want to have mm-hmm. a huge flood. I would rather it come back slowly. Cause like the last guy that I did this, he did hit me up, uh, his first week he felt amazing. And then as P- as we brought the PPI out and I had him on betaine, it was too much and he was burping up acid. And so we had to pull back the betaines then. So I always fear that if I just pull it too quickly, they're going to have this flood of acid and it's going to be hard to kind of figure out where the betaine dosing needs to be. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So, no? yeah. um, the other thing you guys can do to help create acid is take some apple cider vinegar. 100%. Um, that will do it. That will help create it. I do pills. I do 450 milligram yep. uh, with my higher protein meals, which cheap two way. meals. Which it's a cheap out. way to get it yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. And it's also got great benefits too. So it's one yes. of those throw it in there. It's good to go. Yeah. It helps with insulin sensitivity, things like yep. that. Um, yeah. And you know, for those of you who can just drink it, God love you. It's just so nasty. And when you got pills, like just, yeah, I'll take the take, pills. You know. I'm like that. I'm like, I'm going to be the best old person ever. If they ever put me on <laughs> some really fucking great meds. Like I can't wait for that. So you got anything else you want to chime in? I think we kind of covered, everything we really needed to on this one, as far as the basics go without diving into like, a whole yeah, I mean, just a nice overview of things to kind of help our listeners. Yeah. yeah I think, um, another thing I think I want to say, or just throw in real quick is like inflammation in the gut is registered as a stress response in your body. So that could trigger like adrenal issues if it's chronic. And then if that continues, it can dampen thyroid. And the other connection with thyroid and gut is that T4. We covered this once, I think. In the last podcast about the T4, T3 conversion, the liver. In the gut. Yep. So that's why gut is also, that's how it's connected to adrenals and and thyroid and and insulin sensitivity. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Got to watch your stress. Got to watch your gut health. They're usually pretty tied well together from what I've seen. Yes. 100%. I mean, you know, like, I mean, at least when I'm real stressed, I lose appetite. You know, I, I guess some people gain it but no matter what stress affects your gut and you can feel it pretty pretty instantly really yeah like i mean have you ever given like a speech or something correct in your stomach you know that's a really easy way to correct 100 percent. yeah i don't i didn't eat before the pec (laughs) i presented (laughs) i did that i did that one uh, that morning down in atlanta because they wouldn't let me into the cardio room right fuck it i'll just have a meal because i was just bored terrible right um, Anyway, all right. Well, I got a few announcements. Um, guys, if you have any questions out of this podcast, feel free to message one of us. If you guys think you might have SIBO or SIBO, as Jason would call it, like Debo, going to come steal your food or some shit. Um, but anyway, uh, feel free to hit us up. We love to help people with this stuff. Um, and if we don't know the answer, we probably know someone who does. So we'd be gladly send you that way. I do want to make a few little announcements. So I want to give a shout out to Richard Sparks. His IG is team underscore lift underscore heavy underscore things. And Caitlin Brown, her IG is bodies by Brown PT. We got to meet these two when they came to the first PEC back in September in Nashville. Well, they are doing a seminar in 
Kentucky, Louisville, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm actually going to pull it up right now so I can make sure I give the proper credit to them because I think that's really cool that they're doing that. Um, it's going to be a gut health and advanced supplementation seminar. And it's going to be from 12 o'clock. It'll be 12 o'clock, March 28th. And it'll be at 129 St. Matthews Avenue, Louisville, Kentucky, 40207. So again, it's Richard Sparks and Caitlin Brown. They're doing a gut health and advanced supplementation seminar. It'll be at noon uh, at the location is 129 St. Matthews Avenue, Louisville, Kentucky, 40207. Uh, if you guys stand able to write that down, feel free to message me and I'll put you uh, in contact with them on IG. Uh, so, you know, that was part of what we wanted to do with the PEC. And what we wanted to do with this podcast was to put uh, different coaches and the accolades that or the different things are doing and give them the accolades and kind of spreading the word. Um, those are two really good people. So if you guys are in the Louisville, Kentucky area, check it out. I think it's only $49 as long as you guys register beforehand. Those are my old stomping grounds. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> so then we have PEC three that is April 3rd and 4th here in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. You're already starting to get a lot of tickets moved for that. Um, we have plenty of space, but go ahead and please, if you guys are interested in signing up, go to www.physiqueeducationcollective.com. It'll right there on the website. The hotel that we're staying at is on there too, I believe. Um, so you guys are more than welcome to stay all there. Um, the reason we're trying to get numbers ahead of time is always just for chair rentals. So we just know how many we really need. So no one's standing for eight hours or laying down or seating. That would be miserable because I'm taking a fucking chair. I'm just going to be honest. Um, but again, that's www.physiqueeducationcollective.com. Um, and then the other thing I want to talk about, well, there's two more. So we have reviews. So we've seen it where they've been like posting, like tagging us, but uh, and saying like, great, you know, enter me in the PEC or different things like that. You have to go to iTunes and leave us a review, uh, a written review, like Jason's so cool, or I love Sue's hair tips, or Jeff <laughs> is very beautiful, whatever you guys want to say, something on there. But it has to be on the iTunes um, for us to be able to see that you guys left us a review. Um, that just helps us be found. You guys are doing a great job of sharing and tagging. Like, it's so cool to see people really enjoy what we're doing. Um, lets us know what we're doing is great. So feel free to keep tagging us, sharing all that good shit. Um, Sue and I have decided what we're going to do is we're going to randomly pick people, person a week, and then... One week he'll do a free phone consult and then I will do a free phone consult the next week with another person. Uh, Jason's going to work maybe something on new ethics or something else kind of for you guys um, to encourage you guys to leave reviews, keep us spreading the word. But um, Sue and I will be willing to talk for 30 minutes on the phone, go over whatever questions you guys have, blood work, and help you guys out the best we can. We'd probably do it on Zoom or FaceTime or anything like that or just regular old phones. So yeah, um, again, you want, guys. yeah, again, you know, maybe you can get some fashion tips from him too. I mean, he's <laughs> quite well dressed. Um, I wouldn't get any fucking fashion tips from me. I just know my match game is super strong. That's all. <laughs> Nike's not hard for me though. Um, but again, leave us reviews on iTunes and I will enter you guys for that. Uh, we look forward to connecting with you guys and helping you all in any way possible. Or if you guys just want to shoot the shit, I'm all about that. I'll gladly talk religion, politics, God. <laughs> I don't really care. I'll go down. I'll talk you to you. Would, Jeff. Oh, absolutely. I'll talk about like all psychedelics. I don't give a shit. I'll be like, you know, the Catholic church. <laughs> yeah, Jason knows how I am. Just going to be real high and I'll be good. And then the last thing is intensemuscle.com has officially launched. Um, for those who might be listening, who remember the old glory days of bodybuilding before it became everything with every other division, it was just bodybuilding and women's bodybuilding. And I think figure at the time, 
uh, there was a really cool message board called intensemuscle.com and it was with Skip Hill. He was one of our guests on an earlier episode. I want to say episode 10 or episode 11, he was a guest of ours. <clears throat> and Skip redid this and me and Jason are on there as roundtable experts. Um, but that site's a wealth of information. Sue, go ahead and register on there, man. I did. Uh, okay, cool. Excellent. Look forward to seeing you on there too. But um, guys, if, there's tons of great minds on there from Alan Crest to John Meadows to Dante Trudell to, you know, you got Jason, myself, and Sue on there, Austin. Um, it's going to be a great resource for people who necessarily don't want to be going the online route anymore in regards to social media. So I think it'll be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. I've been checking it out. And if you guys want to, feel free to stop by and uh, say hi. Ask any questions. It's a really great place. Awesome. But otherwise, right. I have nothing else unless you guys like really do. No. Um, we got rolling about 340. And that's about 50 minutes. Yeah, no, we did about 45, 50. That's good. Um, I think next week is the week we have JR. Okay. And then I'm lining up some stuff for the next three or four weeks, with uh, which I've already talked to you guys about, but I want to surprise our guests with, which I think is a really cool list of guests. Um, in the meantime, guys, we have some great topics we are going to get to the PCOS. We're going to do that, but we need time to prepare for that because that one could be a real big dive if we don't watch ourselves. We'll be going an hour and a half and still probably have done circles all around it. So um, we're going to work on that. And then we had one um, which was, oh, God, what was it? It was real interesting. Oh, adrenal fatigue uh, was a good one. And then reverse dieting. So those were like the three. So I said we would dig into those. So those are up to be able to talk about. So we'll kind of get them going and uh, kind of start breaking it down. But if you guys have any ideas for topics or anything, feel free to slide it into any yeah. of our boxes. Either any of our DMs. Yeah, yeah, don't mind from there. You guys got anything going on today? Anything exciting? Me? I have a consult. Well, actually not a consult. I have a client who's signed up who wants to review her programs with me on FaceTime. She's up in Ottawa. So I'm going to call her and then I have another client um, who needs a call as well. So I'll be on calls until probably eight o'clock. That's nice. nice. Hustle, hustle, hustle. What yeah, about you, right. Jason? I am going to kick out some emails here till six and then Maddox has basketball. And then by the time I get home from that, I'm probably done. Fair. You've been getting your sleep old dad. No, I, uh, I took him to school both times. Uh, this, the uh, Monday and Tuesday, um, so I was up at 6 a.m. and still I struggle to get to bed before midnight. So, you know, I'm getting six hours in bed. That's not even full sleep. So mm -hmm. I'm a little tired today. Yep. When we got, uh, I'm going to take a hit off my bowl and start shredding some guitar for about 30 minutes. It's nice. practice time. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I, wish I had the time, but I don't. I, I, dude, I barely was able to work it in. Like I knocked a bunch of shit out and was just like, you know what? I'm going to carve this out for myself today. I, I literally got home in enough time to, to shower, eat, and then sit down here. So mm, do you work out today? Yeah. Oh, well, that's why. Yep. If I didn't have the client calls, I'd go get a pedicure, but, you know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> did you have your work. nap today, Sue? I did not nap today, no. Ah, oh, look at you joining the real workforce. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, as always, I enjoyed it, and I look forward to seeing you guys again next week. All right. See All you right. guys. See Later. you. Bye. Bye.